This is episode number 262 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're a DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We're so glad you could join us for another episode live from the studio. I'm going to press the button. Hang on one second. <laughs> all right. Got that, it. That's all done now. Yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> Well, you know, first of all, I got something like weird in my ears. Hold on just a minute. Yes, okay. You got to adjust the... Yeah, the thingity thing. The thingity thing. It's because we don't have the Rizzler with us. Yep, he does. he's not here to fix things for us. That's right. Well, it's He's okay. slacking off and sleeping for school in the morning. That's what's going on. Well, we don't allow that. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's uh, 10 demerits. I do have um, three very important things to discuss. Oh, yeah? Number one, uh, where's your bobblehead now? Oh, it's in the house. I just hadn't brought it in. <laughs> it is unnecessary. It's unnecessary? Point. No, it's... It it is, the, it whole, is, the whole point of the bobblehead is to annoy you. <laughs> well, it's, it, it doesn't annoy me anymore. Uh-huh. Just they're irrelevant. Okay. So it, your, your mood is based off whether or not your team is winning? Yeah, pretty okay. much. That's because you're a loser. <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> not today, sucker. <laughs> but I will say this. Number uh-huh. two... How the uh, Cowboys do today? Oh, well, they were awful. <laughs> but that's because they started Dak, so whatever. Um, okay, so... Let me, uh, let me ask you this, because this, okay. is, this is something I, I find interesting. Um, college teams make sense to me. Okay. Because if you went to the school, you're probably going to support that team. Yeah. I don't understand being loyal to professional baseball teams or professional football teams or basketball teams. Okay. Like, because, like, you don't live in Dallas... No. But, like, that's your team? Yeah. Why? Um, For me, it's because it was my dad's team. Uh-huh. Like, I grew up just loving it and being a... Like, we watched those teams uh-huh. growing up, and that's that's the reason. But, like, when they stink, why not just, like, abandon ship and go cheer for somebody that's actually winning? Uh, do you know anything about me? <laughs> I'm... I'm Awfully loyal. <laughs> well, no, I mean that, that's that's why I'm asking because it's like it's kind of a silly thing in my in my brain be. in my brain it's sure. like a okay like there's they stink you yeah. don't like what they're doing right go find somebody else yeah it's just not me <laughs> I'm loyal to a fault when but it like comes to the, that the, but like that's not a reason you it know is. what I mean well, I mean like just just being loyal to a fault I mean okay like whatever but I mean like you wouldn't do that with like a restaurant no. Like no, that's true. The restaurant was good, and yeah. now it sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna sit here and eat this meal anyway. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Okay, so it's not a criticism. Uh, no, I'm I fine just, with that. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's probably why you don't like professional sports. <laughs> no, it that's doesn't. not why. No, that's actually not why. I, uh, I I dislike professional sports for a whole other reason. Okay, um, what is that reason? Oh, like all of the player strikes over the years. Oh. They lost me back in like the early '90s. Yeah, whenever it became like position loyalty, way more than it did like team loyalty or anything like that like when and, it, well, and like and I, just I'm, being like look we're we want more money and more money and more money and more money yeah yeah i like i get it yeah i'm just not interested anymore yeah so so well, that's gonna happen with college now too. It, it might and if, if it does i'll probably N- just turn it off with the nil so. i mean it's already starting cool and so. i'll i mean like i'll 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 take my time and my dollars and I, I'll, I'll have way more free time than all y'all suckers that's true uh that's I, true i like I don't miss it at all. 
I, yeah. I enjoyed it back in the day. Like yeah. I got, I was really into the Rockets back in the nineties okay. when they had like when they were a lot Hakeem Olajuwon. And, yeah, they were fun. I was like yeah. with Drexler and yeah. Olajuwon, and yeah. uh, uh, even when Barkley was on the team, that okay. was fun. Yeah, um, I remember all that stuff. Like, yeah. it, it was fun. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't miss having to waste my time just watching other guys run up and down the field. Yeah, I just don't. Um, I, I and I, I, I don't say that to like take, like throw shade on anybody no. that does. No, I get like it. If that's how you want to spend your time, that's how you spend your time. Sure. Um, just not interested. Yeah. But that's number me. two. You ready for number two? I'm ready for number two. <laughs> Second one is. <laughs> I will be bringing the Bregman statue back in. Okay, well, it won't no annoy me any longer. Yeah, and so. like I, I, I seriously couldn't even tell you what position he plays. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, the second thing. Uh huh. Last night, well, yesterday was your birthday. Yesterday, happy birthday! Thank you. Um, and uh, we we had to get together for you. Uh huh. And um. My my wife was here along with lots of people, right? And uh, she had a revelation, okay, last night, <laughs> and that was that we've been doing this podcast for five years. <laughs> I remember that because someone a- someone was asking us about it, and they're like, "How long have you guys been doing this?" Five years back in September, and she's like from across the room, there is no way yeah, that right. you guys have been doing this for five years. That's right. It's like, no, yeah, we've been doing it like every week for like five years, right? And she was like, she was like, I literally thought it was about a year. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? <laughs> one year? Yeah. Like, whenever you start thinking five years is equal to one year is whenever you know you're getting old. <laughs> and I can safely say that because the second revelation uh-huh. was that she's never, ever listened to a single episode. Yeah. And I hope she felt immensely guilty about that. Well, she did. And let me tell you why I know that is uh-huh. because... We were driving home from church today, uh-huh. and she goes, so something I'm going to do this week is listen to a couple of your episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Uh-huh. And why? Yeah. She's like, well, now I feel a little bit horrible that you've been doing something for five years, and I've never listened to it. Do you think Do you think she feels like she was outwifed? <laughs> I, I Strongly doubt it. <laughs> She's like so not competitive. <laughs> Me, I'm the competitive one. <laughs> but like, no, like she was like, no, whatever. I, I I'm gonna finally listen. Yeah. I was like, well, don't feel guilty about. I don't really care. Yeah. You you've got to you've you've almost you you got to work hard to like out fan our wives. <laughs> That's so true, man. <laughs> like your wives at least listen to like five, something like that. But. But I told her, I was like, look, we're on episode, in, like, past 250. Uh-huh. You know, there's only 52 weeks in a year. Right. So, do the math. Counting helps. Yes, count, yes. So, but, like, let's also be honest. Like, my wife is not listening because she likes the show. She usually <laughs> tunes into, like, the first 15 minutes to make right. sure I'm not doing something embarrassing. Sure. I That's fair. Which is why I wait to do the embarrassing things at <laughs> the end the of the end. show. That's right. Till the end. <laughs> But, uh, man, it was fun, like, reminiscing just for a minute with some people that weren't familiar with, like, how the show started yeah. and all that kind of stuff, with, like, how random it all began. Yeah. If, at least it felt that way. Well, yeah. And, uh... Well, I am random. I, well, I know. Anyway. All right, you ready for number three? I'm ready for number three. It is an extremely um, nerve-wracking 
an unsettling feeling uh-huh. whenever you drive home and there's a fire truck at your house. There's a fire truck at your house last night? This was Friday. 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 Um, I so, thought you meant when, like, when you left last night. No, 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 no. Okay. No, this was this was Friday. Okay. So I had taken my dog to the vet. Time for her, her annual checkup. Uh-huh. She's fine, by the way. Um, and when I left, so uh, those people that don't realize, like, it has been extremely dry right. here in Houston. Um, so much so that we've had a uh, fire ban, which, frankly, just doesn't happen all that often. Mm-hmm. But we had a fire ban, and so we couldn't do much. But we had a bunch of limbs that, that came down. I don't remember when it was. Like, maybe... Maybe three months ago. You're talking about the windstorm? A huge windstorm. Yeah. And uh, we had a ton of limbs that came down, and so we we piled them all up, and we were just like, well, I, a lot of them were still green. So it's like, well, we're going to have to sit it here for you know a month or two before it's really going to burn well. And so but then we couldn't burn it. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> been this huge pile. And uh, anyway, my mother-in-law was like, Finally, the burn ban. So this last week, we had like three days of really good rain. Right. Um, and so they lifted the fire ban, and my mother-in-law's like, hey, do you think we can go ahead and start burning some of that some of that wood? And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's no reason. we got a big fire pit, and, you know, I'd be fine. And she said, okay, I think I'm going to do that. Well, when I, when I left, she had started the fire, uh-huh. and it was burning in the fire pit as it should. When I come home, there's a fire truck at my house, and I'm like, what in the world has she uh, done? I don't know. Because I knew that there was a fire going in the back. My thought immediately went to someone called the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> like, some yahoo over here is like, I see smoke. Uh-huh. And uh, called the fire department. And so... I see three firemen walking down the drive as I'm pulling oh, in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly what happened. Like, someone just called the fire department. Well, I get there, and I go, hey, man, is uh, is everything okay? And he goes, he goes, yeah, um, burning some limbs back there, and the fire jumped. And I said, the fire jumped? He said, yeah, it jumped into the wood pile. Oh, I was no. like, all right. And he goes, they're putting it out back there. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" So I drive back there, and they get the they got a like an F five fifty back there, right. like a. But it, it who knows how many gallons that thing has on it, and uh, and sure enough, like I I went over there. And my mother in law was like, "Like, well, we got more burned than I expected we would." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, it looks like you burned about half the pile." And they were spraying the tree. I was like, "Did you, did you burn the tree too?" And she was like, well, one of the limbs started burning. And I was like, oh my God. at least it didn't like move toward the house or anything yeah. like that. It wasn't super windy. But what happened, and this just like, I, I don't I don't blame her at all. I probably would have done something very similar. Uh-huh. And, and she was like, but it was, my, it was completely my fault. And I was like, what do you mean it was your fault? Like, you did you like take a limb out and put it over in the wood pile? Like, <laughs> like, what did you do? Fire dancing. Yeah, right. She said, "Well, like the f- I I was kind of trying to wind it down, and so everything was was below. Like there's like three 
stones uh-huh. on my fire pit. She said it was down like below the the very first stone, and uh, there was just like hardly anything left, and it was just like coals basically. And so I went and I took a shower. I took a shower, got ready. I had somewhere I had to be, and uh, I looked outside, and there were flames shooting out of the out of the wood pile. Oh, no. <laughs> and I immediately called the fire department. She said she said they got here really fast. She said from the time I called to the time they showed up was probably five minutes. Oh wow! Yeah, and so and the guy was super nice. I mean he. <laughs> He was like, look, honestly, it's just still too dry. He said, I know the fire ban's lifted, but it's still just too dry. Right. He said, you know, it, it could have happened, you know, spark, literally one little spark could have yeah. flown out and boom, there was. But the fact that she wasn't attending it yeah. and hadn't, like, putting water on it or anything, uh, lesson for anybody out there, just make sure your fire's out yeah. before you walk away, period. Like, no, yeah, oversaturate that thing. Because, like, if you see any smoke, there's an old adage, right? Yep. yep. There's smoke, there's fire. Right? I mean, I don't know if you remember, like, half the back pasture burned one time. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, and we had, like, four fire trucks. Yeah. It was nasty. I do remember that. So, and, like, I wasn't, I wasn't even home. I didn't start the fire. Right. We're not going to talk about who did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just remember I got a call from a neighbor who I didn't particularly enjoy. Yeah. He's moved on. Yeah. Um, but I just remember him calling me, just like cursing me out, like, your place is on fire. I was like, sorry. <laughs> I'll be there as quick as I can. Right, right. He's like, exactly. what, do you, what do you want me to do? No, I mean, and that's, that's the one of the things about this, though, is like it's completely helpless feeling. Yeah. Right. And thankfully, we've got really great people that are firemen out there that it's like a public service at this point. I pay taxes. It didn't cost me anything. I didn't, yeah. I didn't lose anything valuable. The tree's not going to die. Like yeah. everything's fine, but we took them a batch of cookies though. Hot tip right there. Oh, that is a good tip. Yeah. I mean, cause they, like you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't cost anything, but like those guys came out there and you know, took care of stuff for you. Yeah. And it's like, it like I, I ended up saying like, Hey, what's, what's the bill, man? Right. And he's like, no, he's like, this is what we do. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, can we bring you dinner? Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, not really. So we just, I mean, we baked him cookies and took yeah. him up there. That's not a bad idea. So, well, a- anyway, so those were my three things. There you go. Crazy, crazy, <laughs> crazy D- day at the Hackett house. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just really glad it wasn't windy that day or like something worse yeah so yeah it could have been way worse could have been way worse but she's okay yeah i mean i i was actually really concerned that she was like freaked out and she said i, I was a little freaked out but she was pretty calm and cool and she was kind of laughing by the time we got there mm-hmm. you know kind of joking about it but did she try and put it out herself uh well she definitely did get the hose and you know we've got a so for our little backyard area we've got one of those little so it's got the multiple heads on it, uh-huh. and she turned it on to the you know the highest power or whatever, and and started like trying to put some water on it. But obviously, I mean, it's not going to do anything. I uh-huh. mean, it, it probably it probably bought a little bit of time, but yeah, but no, nothing, nothing major. Mm. So, but she was fine. Mm. So anyway, how are you? Good, man. We um did I did I tell you about what we did yesterday before y'all came over? Like me and me and the uh, boy. No, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Did I did I tell you about like when we got there? No. So we, 
tell everybody what happened. Well, so like my wife asked me what I wanted to do for my birthday. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, I just, I want to saddle the horses and I want to go for a long ride. I think I'll go up to the brewery. Yeah. Cause I knew they were having, they always have Oktoberfest on my birthday. Yeah. Um, and so they were having Oktoberfest and it's always like a big to do out there. There weren't as many people this year cause it was just still hot. Oh yeah. Um, but they had the Oompa band and oh, everything nice. was going. So me, me and my son, uh, Gatchel, saddled the horses and it's, I mean, it's probably a, is that like four mile ride? Yeah, probably. So eight miles round trip. Mm-hmm. So we get there and he's, he's having a blast. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, he's 10. Right. And, but like riding a horse on the side of the road for him is freedom. Sure. You know, it's like getting a car. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's just having a blast and we get there and uh, Chris, the, the GM, He's, he's super stoked to see us riding up. Like, nobody's ever come up on horseback before. Um, and so he he sets us up, and we're just standing there talking. And all of a sudden, like, all these little kids start gathering around mm-hmm. us. And I'm like, oh, this is an unintended consequence. Yes. So, like, every little kid, and there's a bunch of little kids. Oh, yeah. Like, every little kid wants to come pet the horse. Well, this is, it's a really family-friendly yeah. brewery. Yeah. really is. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's a, I mean, like, that's kind of their, their thing. Right. So, it's a family place to hang out. Yeah. So anyway, all these little kids start coming up to us wanting to pet the horse. What's the horse's name? Bop, 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 bop. So, you know, a bunch of the little kids clear out, and my son is, like, I'm standing there, you know, talking to families and glad-handing people and just, you know, letting them pet my horse. Right. And I didn't realize, like, behind me, like, my son's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Except now there's, like, this gaggle of little girls. Oh, yeah. All around him. <laughs> He learned something yesterday. And and so like <laughs> he's standing there and I'm like, Hey buddy, you want me to you want me to go get you a root beer? And he goes, Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, Dad. <laughs> you, you don't need to be here any longer, Daddy. And I was like, You want anything to eat? He's like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, bud. Um, I'm gonna go tie my horse up. Okay. So I tie my horse up, I go get something to drink, I get him something to drink, and I get some food. And I come back with his drink. And I'm like, hey, but here's your uh, here's your root beer, and he goes, just go put it on the table over there. Oh my god! And like he's 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 hot and tired, sure, but like he has got these girls' attention. Oh yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is not good. It, he is he, he is connecting dots. I did not want him to connect this early. Yeah. And I was wow. Like, oh. So I I posted it up yesterday, and I was like, my son learned a thing today that horses attract girls. Yeah. Lord help me. Oh goodness. And because he, I mean, like he's kind of girl crazy at a young age anyway. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. Yeah. Um. He's gonna manipulate this. Yeah. Oh yeah. As um, often as possible. Yeah. And like t- today on the way home from church, he's like, hey, um, you think tomorrow, um, <laughs> when you get home from work, we could, you know, just take take a ride to the brewery. And I'm like, bud, it's closed on Mondays. And he's like, oh, really? Yeah. He's like, surely some girls will show up if I get a horse. And he was like, well, maybe we can just ride around the neighborhood. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe we can. Maybe we can. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's 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 really good, man. That's really funny. That's so, good. Uh, yeah, he's he's never been so interested in the horses before. <sighs> I don't think I've ever told you my my uh, horse story from. Uh, you gotta uh, you gotta enunciate when you say that. My horse, <laughs> my good old horse story. Uh, sorry about that. It's um, either horror or something else ex- terrible. Exactly. Um, so I was refing uh, this. I mean, so I this is the first year in twenty one years I haven't officiated football. Uh-huh. Like it's it's 
something I've done for a long time. I started when I was in college. And while I was in college in the Abilene area, there's a bunch of these little bitty schools. Mm-hmm. And this one, it, it was this consolidated school that probably had like 45 kids there uh-huh. total, right? They were playing this other small school. It was a little six-man game. Six-man football is fun. Oh, it's so much fun. Like, some people some people don't like it because they're used to 11-man football, but, man, six-man football is so much fun. Yeah. And uh, so so I'm there. I mean, I, it, I think it's my second year officiating, and we're, ju- we're, we're just about to do the coin toss. I mean, maybe a minute away from the mm-hmm. coin toss. The, and it's it's kind of starting to – it's dusk, like it's – the sun's starting to go down, and I, I see something off in the distance. I mean, it, we're kind of in a pasture as uh-huh. it is, right? And I see something, and I'm like, "What is that?" And uh, we so we do the coin toss. We do the we do the like the first series happens. Yeah. And the next thing I know, there's these two horses up on the end line <laughs> with these two people riding them, and they just put their arms up on the horse, and they just. Watch the game, <laughs> the entire game. They just sit there on the horse, and uh, the final buzzer goes off. They turned around and they just walked away. And <laughs> it is black as night. Sure. I mean, it is dark, 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 dark. Yeah. And I'm like, how are they going to get home? <laughs> like, there's no. They don't have a flashlight on. Well, I don't know. I mean, I assume. Sure. Maybe they do. But it, in my brain, they have no flashlight. They have uh-huh. no idea where they're going. They just know it's that way. Uh, I'm sure they got home just fine. Oh, yeah. But I, I was like, I mean, horses, I mean, they can see, right? I've, like, I've actually ridden home in the dark. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. They know exactly where they're going. They know where they're going. Yeah. And they're way more sure-footed than you are. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It, anyway, it was, it was just a, it was a bizarre thing, and it's one of those kind of only in Texas types of things, yeah. you know? Uh, anyway, it was a fun, fun story. Yeah. I, I played at a church for a while that had two old guys that would – still ride their horses to church every oh, Sunday. Man. And, like, this was not that long ago. You know, well, I mean, uh, around here, there's a lot of cowboy churches. There's a really yeah. great cowboy church up the road. Oh, yeah, man. they have, like, team ropings and stuff, oh, yeah. like, pretty much every week. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's some. I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, well, we've got, um, we've got a, uh, really, I think, we, I think we can just talk about this article. We've got a couple different ones, but, like, this, this one, I think, is rather intriguing and it's the title of our show, yeah. Because uh, Kevin O'Leary made some comments. If you don't know who Kevin O'Leary is, he's star of Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that tells people their businesses are stupid or that they're a good idea, and then he tries to buy them and off auction through the other sharks. Right. They kind of bid for it. Right. Um, and he's he's probably one of the more well known characters on that show. I've never actually watched an episode. If I if I've I'm watched, being honest, I've watched like parts of episodes. I've watched clips. Yeah, I mean, because. Like Mark Cuban has always been super intriguing to me mm-hmm. because, well, I mean, he's, you know, owns basketball f- franchise and like, is he on the Mavericks? Yeah. Okay. And like all, so I, whenever, again, going back to the beginning of the show, Dallas fan, as uh-huh. far as like sports goes, I, I never really got into basketball, but I lived in Dallas uh, back in the early 2000s when the Mavs were really, really good. And uh, is there more than one basketball team? And no. It's just the Mavericks? Yeah. Does San Antonio have more than one? No. Just the Spurs? Yep. What am I thinking of? I don't know. I mean, like, L.A. Has, L.A. has two? Clippers and the Lakers. Lakers, so okay. like, 
I mean, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there's something like that. But anyway, so he's just this guy and like shows up in like shorts and a t-shirt and he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like a multimillionaire, man. Like, like he just kind of, he's always been really intriguing to me. So like whenever I see stuff with him on Shark Tank, I'm like, okay, what is he going to do? Like, I feel like he's just going to kind of do something crazy. Uh-huh. So anyway. He is an, do you know how he got his, like his start? Um, you know what I do and I I couldn't tell you at the moment. Internet radio. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. He was like he was like one of the uh-huh. first ones to do internet radio. Well, and he like he's just a he's he's very eccentric, but more than that, he's like a just a cool dude. Seems like, like I mean yeah. like, he I mean like I've heard him I've heard him say really smart and intelligent things yeah. and I've heard him say really moronic things. Oh, I'm sure. As well. But I think that's I mean like when you're in the spotlight that's just going to happen. Sure. Um but yeah, he's he's an intriguing dude. Yeah, Ke- and Kevin O'Leary is is kind of an I don't know how Kevin got his start. I mean I don't just, either. he's just intelligent and wealthy. Yeah. I know that. Um but anyway, here's Sometimes all that matters. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> he is and this is something I've been talking about um, and I don't know if I've talked about it a whole lot on the show. I think I've mentioned it a few times. But ever since COVID like became a thing, mm-hmm. one of the things I've been talking about is the commercial real estate market. Yeah. Because of the, everyone that went home and and then people were having to adjust mm-hmm. and like, you know, well, we're going to turn the power off. We're going to like, they were adjusting to what was happening. And then it was like, okay, so who's going to come back? Right. Um, and a lot of them have not come back still. Right, and what's interesting about that is that so many of them, they see the value mm-hmm. in going, oh, so I don't have to pay for all this overhead, but what's actually happening recently, I've, I've heard multiple people that are going, yeah, they're really starting to rumble. Like, they're, they're really starting to talk about, like, we may have to start going back to the office because they're finding out that, yes, they're not paying a lot of overhead, but sometimes you're also not getting your work done. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something about that office environment that is healthy. Yeah. You know, the camaraderie that happens, the team aspect that happens that Zoom just can't quite do. No. You know? Yeah. So it anyway. Won't ever, it, that won't ever be the same. No. It is very interesting, though, how long it's taken uh-huh. and if it will actually go back to what it was before well so here's 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 some of the numbers okay um and this is this is a quote from o'leary he says many of these office spaces are in subgrade markets but even in cities like boston you find a lot of vacancies up to 40 percent of buildings okay 40 percent 40 percent these are like how, how many rooms do you think are in these buildings i mean they've got to be massive you know yeah. like thousand room type places the offices and stuff yeah what I, one of the ones i'd be interested to hear about is these shared workspaces i'd be interested to hear how those places are doing mm. um because i would imagine they're down quite a bit as well oh yeah um, i would think so yeah so i mean so when you've when you've got buildings that are sitting at a 40 percent unoccupancy rate on average, man, that's that's, that's got to be costing you so much money on a monthly basis. Yes, because m- most of these people don't own this stuff outright. You know, they're still paying. Uh, I guess it's a mortgage. What what is it on real on a commercial? Yeah, you pay mortgage it's on a mortgage. It. Yeah. So they're still paying a mortgage on. Yeah, yeah, and all and so what he is saying right now is here the situation is we have a forty percent unoccupancy rate. We have a lot of regional banks whose 
ledger is tied up with commercial real estate. Mm. Okay. And he's saying he's saying regional banks carry uh, about forty percent of their portfolio is in commercial real estate. Wow. Yeah. So, so so are you is, is this basically saying that some some of these smaller regional banks are going to be they're already hurting? They're already hurting Ugh. because they're these guys are defaulting, are starting to default mm. on on the on the commercial end of stuff. Here's the real problem. Okay, what? What a lot of people are saying, and he talks about this, and he did an interview, and I, where did he do the interview? So people can look it up. Cudlow, he went on Cudlow. Um, anyway, here's the rub. Is when you have these small regional banks whose portfolios are tied up with 40% of commercial real estate, what typically would happen is the market would do a correction, mm-hmm. right? And you would either have to reappropriate that real estate to something else. The problem is, is it takes a lot of capital in order to move it over to, like, say you wanted to convert an office building into apartments or condos. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to demo, uh-huh. tear out, and yep. then and then rebuild. That yep. takes a lot of money to it do does. that. Yep. Um, and in some cases, you're going to have to go through rezoning. Oh, yeah. Um, or if you want to convert it to storage, in mm-hmm. some cases, you're going to have to go through a rezoning process. Right. Um, which can be expensive and time consuming. Yep. And, and so, like, so, again, while these properties are not earning money, you're actually having to spend more money. Um, but, Jeez. like, say you want to unload it. Right. Okay. So, you sell it to someone that has the idea to convert it to a condo or an apartment or a storage facility. They're going to have the same issue. Right. Where they're going to have to buy said property. Okay. Then they're going to have to do the build out. Then the build out, and it's going to take time in order for that to happen. Yeah. Well, most of these buildings are financed at like a four percent rate because they were bought more than you know twenty. They've been on. They've been around for you know thirty years. Sure. So they're operating on a mortgage that's giving them a four percent rate, whereas now, in order to finance them, Jumping you're looking at a nine to eleven percent rate, Jeez. which is a three x. Yeah increase on payments through interest right not to mention the price of real estate has gone up up and, and so you are looking at properties that are not financially feasible mm. and, and so they're trapped but yeah and and at that point like so now we're let's go back to what i said just a moment ago mm-hmm. where there may be some companies that are like you know what let's get the band back together <laughs> like let's 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 bring them back, and they're going. Not at the same place we were. No, yeah, you can't afford it. Yeah, because because now these guys have had to make moves that have changed the trajectory of what they're actually doing, and they can't afford the same office anymore. Right. And and so if you have businesses that even want to move in, you're you're talking about rents going through the roof. Yeah, and. Business is potentially looking at it going, well, maybe we do need to keep people at home again. Right. We'll just operate virtually. Have to. I mean, they're, they're, go- they're going to adjust one way or the other. They're That's not right. They're not going to pay exorbitant amounts of money. They can't. Just to have a physical space. Yeah, they can't. And Well, yeah, they, and they just can't. And then these, and, and it's going to cause, and, and so here's, here's where our listeners need to be paying attention. If banks' portfolios are tied up with 40% commercial real estate, Mm-hmm. That other 60% is a large chunk residential real estate. Right. Which means 
that when your regional bank that you have your loan through goes under because their commercial portfolio tanks them, right? what do you think is going to happen to your loan? Well, it'll, it'll have to get sold. It'll get sold. It'll have to be. Yeah. I mean, that's the only option. And, and, but what happens if it, if they don't like, what if they can't sell it? That's what, that's, that's the thing is like, like everyone, like I, I'm, I'm with you. Like what's going to happen. It's going to get sold. Well, by who and on what conditions and under what terms and, and like, how is that going to pan well, out for I, the homeowner? I will say this, like every time I've bought a house, uh-huh. the loan gets sold at least once. Sure. And every time that happens, it's really no sweat off my back. Sure. Other than it's a little bit inconvenient because now I got to figure out, okay, where is the money going again? Where am I? Do I have the actual, you know, automatic payment set up, all that kind of stuff? But I don't know what the legalities around it. But I, I think that in order to have a loan sold like that, um, they have to keep your terms the same. So you as a as a residential person aren't having to pay extra if your if your loan gets sold. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the the people buying the loan are paying a chunk for it. Yeah. But they're they're making money off the interest at that point. So that it's fine with them to do that. But uh I I, I just don't know. Like I don't know how many large well, corporations there are out there that they can bulk sell this stuff to. That I think I think that's the problem I'm trying to point at is you remember what happened in two thousand and eight? Oh yeah. Like Part of, part of what happened, the reason real estate prices crashed is because all of a sudden, all of these loans went for sale. Right. And banks were not paying what they would normally pay. They were paying pennies on the dollar for them because these other guys had to unload them. Right. So you potentially have a situation where homeowners' loans are going to get sold again for pennies on the dollar because these regional banks have to get out from underneath them. Mm. Because they're insolvent. Right. And all of a sudden, people who bought homes during COVID that paid gobs of money for them are, n- are going to end up in situations where they're going to be upside down on a loan. Mm. Because they they can't sell the house. Right. Because the prices have tanked. Right. Because the commercial real estate market tanked. Right. Which caused the residential price to tank. Right. And now you've got a loan where you paid, you know, $400,000 uh for the house, and now it's only worth two hundred, but you're still paying four to six percent. Yeah, that you because that's what you that's what you got in like yeah in, okay well yeah I I did well I mean I got four and a half percent I felt pretty good about that right but there's a lot of people that are way more than that even but sure uh, so, now uh, yeah right no now goodness it's it's up at over six now right, right. now I believe so. Let me ask this question because my brain immediately goes to like fix it mode, right? Sure. So, is the fix in your mind to to well see? Okay, you don't have tons of. Maybe I'm wrong about this. From what I know, I don't think you have tons of like options mm-hmm. whenever it comes to who owns your loan. No. So. It's not like you can go to another bank and be like, hey, would you please buy my loan? Right. But that won't make a difference. Right. Because Well, the only thing that would make a difference, this is where my brain goes, is like, okay, you're talking about these smaller resident, like regional types of banks. Right. 
what if you move over to a large corporation bank, uh-huh. like Bank of America or Chase or whoever, right? Like a larger bank. If you move your personal checking over because you're afraid that, who knows, like this regional bank that I love, I've been with them forever, right? They're, they're mom and pop shop. I know that I'm going to get to see Paul whenever I walk into the bank, you know? Right. I love that personal feel, but now for one reason or the other, I've determined in my mind it's not safe to keep my money there. So I'm going to move, and I'm going to move all my stuff over to to a large bank. You can't just be like, hey, large bank, I'm moving over. Would you please buy my loan? Mm -hmm. It's not the way that works. Right. So. Well, but that's called refinancing. Yeah, so then, so that's what I'm going to get to. So now your option is go refinance your house at potentially 9 to 11%. 9 to 11%. Yeah. And you're paying closing cost, which could be two to $4,000 probably just for the closing. Mm-hmm. And now you're paying a higher interest rate on something you were paying, you know, doubling the interest rate on now. So like, do you, that's the, <laughs> that's the crazy part, right? Yeah. Like, and, and look, I, obviously our goal right now is not to scare anybody. Like that's not the, that's not the goal. I guess the, the goal would be like, start asking some questions, right? Like start Start being informed of where your loan's at, mm-hmm. what's your what what's going on with it, all that, right? I'm I'm trying to see how um I was trying to look and see how old the average home loan is. Oh, that's an interesting question. I uh, I mean if I'm guessing the average most of them are three, four years. <laughs> I'm guessing they're not very high. I mean, obviously you got people that that They've had their loan for 15 or 20 years. Right. But a lot of people move often. Yeah. So. No, they, no, they do. And I'm, I'm just curious. But, I mean, because even if they're, I mean, any anything anything older than two at this point yeah. is going to have, and this is, this is something. They're going to have lower interest rates. They're going to have lower interest rates and they're not going to want to refinance it. No, of course not. I would, I would never, I mean, we were so fortunate. I felt so good about four and a half percent based on the fact that like a month later it was five and a half percent. Right. So, and now it's way past that. I would never want to refinance my house right now. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, the only reason there, there's two reasons you, you refinance either because you can get a better interest rate. Right. Or you're looking to pull cash out. Right. So I, I'm thinking. And if they're, if they're two years or less, they're not wanting to pull cash out now. They can't. But here's, here's. Again, here's the problem is if you, if the average, let's just say the average home loan in the U.S. right now is 10 years old, which sure. I, I, I think that's probably a fair guess. Okay, sure. Um, I could be way off, but I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just going to go with that guess. Okay. Let's, let's just assume that that's true. If that's true and people get in a hard way, okay, they're going to have to refinance in order to access the equity and the cash that they might need to survive. So they might get put into a position where they have to get stuck with a crap interest rate wow. just to survive Ugh. in order to get cash out. Ugh. So, I mean, because, because here, here, is the, here is the number I do know, is that 70% of Americans don't have access to $1,000. Oh, right. Right? Right. So, so, like, 
if if the commercial market collapses, it's going to cause what are businesses going to do? They're going to start with firing people. They're going to have a round of layoffs in order to because they they're, they're going to have real estate that they can't unload. Right. And so they're going to have to pay for that and mm-hmm. in order to make you know the prices are going to go up and, and on rents and all this kind of stuff. When that starts happening, they're going to do rounds of layoffs and so people are going to lose their jobs and if if the average home loan again, I'm, I'm guessing well, I was looking too. It's hard to find. It's, it's hard to find. Yeah. It's start, you start getting like the age of people when they buy houses. Yeah, exactly. It's like a stupid statistic. No one cares. Nobody cares about that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So like you're you're that that's going to be a compounding problem. And so right. when seventy percent of people can't access a thousand dollars, the only thing that they have access to is the equity in their property right. if they even own that property. Right. So they'll panic. Oh yeah. And and they'll pay that nine and you know nine to eleven percent in order just to get their cash mm. and they'll refinance out to another 30 year loan. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a really crummy option. It's a crummy, crummy option. Like, but like I'm, I'm thinking about from, so like we are on, we, uh, so we're, we're getting close to being halfway done paying our house off. Right. So, cause we're on a 15 year note. Right. Um, and I think we're on schedule to pay it off in 10 if we stay like we are right now. Cool. Um, so, which I think that means we've got like seven years left if we do that. Perfect. Um, cause we refinanced. Right, right. Um, like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Math checks out so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's somewhere in there yeah. like that. Um, which by the way, there's no penalty to paying your house off early. No. Um, you can, well, you have to ask. I mean, sometimes. Most the, of the time most, it's not. Most of the time it's not. Right. Um, I forget where I was going with this. I don't know something about how fast you were going to pay your house off and how good that was going to be oh, for you. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Is so I'm 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 three years into a fifteen year note that I should have paid off in ten. So right. Seven years. Seven years. I should be done. But like, let's say I got in on in hard times. Right. Pulled money out. You I have got, to. I can I can access quite a bit of cash. Yeah. Through the equity in my home. Sure. Now. Refinancing is not the only way to do that. No. There are other ways. Yes. They're not necessarily the best ways to do that. Right. But you can do it without refinancing. Right. Let's say I had to refinance. Okay. I'm probably going to stick myself in a 30-year loan. Well, sure. Because if I'm if I'm strapped, yeah. I want my payments to be as low as, as possible. Low as possible. So I'm going to I'm going to come in and I'm probably going to qualify for like a 9% loan cuz right. I've got pretty good credit. <laughs> It's laughable. Right? I got really good credit. 9%. 9%. Here you go. Congratulations. Red hot poker in my Kenny Popo. No doubt. Um, Anyway, it's like, that's really, other than having the cash. There's no upside. Like my my payments probably aren't going to change all that much. No. Well, except the fact that you got to keep paying them for a whole lot longer. A whole lot longer. Yeah. I went from being close to done in seven years to not being done for another 30. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell? It's awful. Like that's not okay. And that's but I mean like that's that's the direction we're heading. That's where you're at. So it's it's not looking pretty out there, folks. Right. No. No. Well, I it'll be real interesting. I mean, these these guys like Kevin O'Leary, like they they He's salivating over this, man. Oh yeah. I mean they they're they're hoping stuff like this happens. For Just, sure. Uh because they crashes create opportunity. They do. And most people freak out, and and that's when people buy that are smart. Yep. That's you know exactly. 
So it's just a it's just a matter of of figuring out the best way to do that. So I don't know. Yeah. So, but the, I mean, just just thinking through like here, here's what I here's what I would tell people is pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Set yourself up to be as prepared as possible, to where not only can you survive this, but that you can actually be the kind of person that can come out looking good on the back end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's it, it, when you're, when, you know, there's, um, I think it's Jamie Dimon, who's like the, the CEO of Chase, uh, JP Morgan Chase. Mm-hmm. And he has a philosophy called the, the fortress strategy. Okay. You know what it is? I don't. Mountains of cash. <laughs> yeah. It's called mountains of cash because mountains of cash can survive anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's liquidity, it's availability, like it's, I mean, I don't know when when people have to sell their properties for pennies on the dollar. It's yeah. good to have the pennies. It is. It is. So, but like, we we know seventy percent don't. No. And it's probably less than five percent that have access to the kind of cash that can actually benefit from a crash. Yeah, and and I think the problem with all of that, especially where we're at right now in in the state of the the union, so to speak. Uh-huh. And, and not only that, just the world, uh, is that the inflation has risen to such a rate where we, we, we can't just stockpile cash. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got to have it to drive my vehicle. I got to have it to pay my electric bill. I got to have it to buy a gallon of milk or a carton of eggs. Like yeah. I, I, I've got to be able to feed my family. I got to be able to drive to work. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't have extra Right, and when you don't have extra because inflation has risen to a point where your your yearly raises, if you're even getting those, mm-hmm. they can't keep up. Yeah, you know, and so I I feel for for well, for all of us as we're trying to to navigate the crazy waters of because uh, unfortunately you got to have money to live, and you know I. I wonder, like this, it just makes me wonder. At what point are we going to see fewer and fewer people buying homes? And are we going to? We're see, already seeing it. I, I know. We're but already like, seeing it. How long is it going to be before it's like so noticeable that people go, "Oh, you know." The 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 one redeeming thing that I think we have going for us right now is I think in a very short amount of time we're going to have a surplus of inventory. Well, yeah, I think that's going to be the only option. It's it's going to screw builders. Yeah. Well, of course, um, especially those that are out here building thousands and thousands at a time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, but like, I I do think in in within and like O'Leary says, like we're probably not going to see the effects of this for another thirty six months. I think he's probably right about that. And I think I think you know you know come twenty twenty five. We're we're gonna see a surplus in inventory like we've mm-hmm. never seen before, because building got ramped up like crazy yeah. during COVID. Well, yeah, um, and they a lot of them were just waiting for material price to go down, and as soon as it did, man, they just hit the ground running. Yep, um, and have been built and like mostly apartments. Mm-hmm. A lot of apartment yep. construction has been going on, which they're they're gonna come out looking like geniuses through this whole thing. Uh, the apartment builders, yeah. Probably because they're going to be the ones that are benefiting from people having to get out of their home and like, look, I can't buy another home right now. So I'm just going to live in an apartment. Well, and like what's happening right now is 
apartment rental rates are about the same. Ah, uh, they're so high as renting a home. Yeah, but I don't have the extra concern about what if a water heater breaks or what if you sure. Know, what there, happens? I mean, it, it has its benefits. You know? Um, but I, you know, I they they may come looking out rosy. I you you may be a hundred percent right. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. I know. You know it. I just know that there's going to be a surplus in inventory. Yeah. I mean, like just numbers wise, there's going to be. Well, uh, when, when, when rates do what they're doing mm-hmm. and prices do what they're doing, inflation continues to go up. Uh, jobs are, right. Are, are what they are. Right. Like, and, and if we start seeing some of this stuff happen where, you know, these these guys that own businesses and stuff, they're gonna have to start laying people off if that winds up. All of the all of the cards align mm-hmm. to to go. Okay, we may not see like a re- like a recession like we had in the depression type of thing going on, and we may not see you know a crash like we did in two thousand eight again. We might, but mm-hmm. but I don't know that we will. But it's gonna it's gonna hurt, and it's gonna be very very felt. And there's gonna a lot. I think what's gonna happen. Is if we're not prepared, if the, if if there's people not listening to our show today, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of people that wind up going. I never saw this coming. I I I'll I'll make a bold prediction for the show. All right. I actually think it could be worse than 20, 2008. Okay. Because at least in two thousand and eight, we know what happened. It was crap loans right being sold to unqualified exactly. buyers. They, they were they were giving people five hundred thousand dollar loans that couldn't afford a two hundred thousand dollar loan. We, that's not happening now. No, for sure. That's not happening now. Like we have qualified buyers, right? And behind these loans, what's happening is the, the the. I mean, whether or not you think that what the government did during COVID or not was a good or a bad thing is insignificant. They dillied in the market mm-hmm. in a way that is unrecoverable at this point mm. to to go back to normal. Normal's not coming back. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, we. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but like every once in a while, I live in Montgomery County. Uh-huh. Like that's where we live. Super conservative. Yeah. The, the, probably of the counties in Texas, the most conservative. It in is Texas. the most conservative county so, in Texas. Um, just keep that in mind. Uh-huh. But I see stuff all the time. It's like, remember what gas price was on April, you know, April first, twenty twenty, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah. it was a dollar thirty five. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we're looking at, at prices that are two dollars more than that mm-hmm. you know three times more and people in california are like <laughs> three and a half dollars for gas i wish um yeah. because my parents were just there it's almost six bucks a gallon i don't doubt it and uh and so it's just yeah it's it's crazy and so um i think that i, I think that whenever we see that i, I just don't know it's been there for so long mm-hmm. i just don't know even if a new president comes in if if some of these things are going to go down like they did, I, I don't think they will. I, I don't think they can. So I, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with this new election uh, that comes up. But yeah. even still, like I mean, I think I think some things are going to change for I, sure. They have, they will, some they things, will some, change. But I don't think it's going to make people go back to a brick and mortar office building. No, I don't and think like, so and that's that's what's driving this. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, like, I mean, maybe you can pass some legislation that would change. I don't know, but I, I can't imagine someone going. You know what? I'm tired of being at home. Yeah, I want to go back to the office. <laughs> um, yeah, no, everybody. Look, this, that's the thing is like almost every uh, there are those crazy extreme situations where you have the most extroverted person in the world is like, I hate being at home. Right. Right. But even then, 
you know, they've got a spouse or some kids are going, man, daddy, I sure do really like you being around, yeah. you know? And so that winds up going, okay, I can probably do this. Well, but, and they've, they've filled their, their social calendar with other things because everything else is open back up, right? They can go to the bar. They can go they to can church. Get, they right. can, they can go to the skating rink. Mm-hmm. They can go to the bowling alley. And they can work from those places yes. too. Yes. You know, and, and oh, by the way, they bought that house that had the office in it. Yep. And so they're happy because now now I got all my stuff here. Yeah. I got my own dedicated space, and we got a we got a friend who was here at your birthday party last night. Jared has been on our show uh, before multiple times, and and like he built a new uh, barn mm-hmm. at his house, and in there he built his own. It's the work bunker. It's, yeah, he's got his own. And it's pretty office. sweet. It's pretty sweet, and he's like, I love it out here. Yeah. And so, like, if he had to wind up going back to yeah. to an office. I guarantee he'd be like, what in the world? Like, I built this whole place. Yeah. Like, it's what I wanted. I'm happy here. Like, why? I mean, can you imagine the proposition from your workplace? Like, listen, Jared, what we'd like to do mm-hmm. is offer you less freedom. Right. Okay. Less time with your family. Mm-hmm. And, but we don't want to change your pay. Right. And so, yeah. and we're probably going to, like, take away some benefits right. because we've been we've been paying for the internet at your home. Yeah. We've been, you know, we provided that computer there for you. Right. Um, we're not going to do that anymore. No. So just Because come you'll just use the one at the office. Just come on back to the office. Right. It's like, no. Spend, spend your gas dollars. Spend your energy. Yeah. Spend your time. Like, right? the, like and, and, like, businesses aren't stupid. No. Like, they know that they don't have a value proposition on this. No. Like, it's, like, it's not... Now, I mean, like you, you know, everyone cheered when Elon Musk was like, hey, all Twitter employees come back to the office. Right. And then they all moaned and cried and we were like, ha ha, you know, but right. like, come on. Right. I mean, now I also think it was, I mean, like he also pointed out, it's like, look, we, we can operate this company with like a third of the employees. And he did. And so it's like, if you want to keep your job, <laughs> come to the office. Right. Now that, that is a value proposition yeah. that's worth taking a peek at. It is. Like, oh, I'll lose my job. Right. That's a different story. That's different than taking a pay cut be- of internet. Price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I this is this, it's an interesting topic, man. We, we've had a lot of people join in on this one, so like I, I hopefully it was interesting um and and helpful yeah. and just, you know, made you aware of some stuff that was going on in the market. Right. Um you got anything else? No, I I uh I again I, I'm we're not experts in any of this. Mm-hmm. We all we're doing is is giving you information, right? Yeah. So uh, we'll link up the article in the in the show notes so you can go read it for yourself if you like. Um, but, but yeah, I think that's about it. Let's cool. wrap it up. Uh, so yeah, thanks for everybody uh, tuning in. And uh, if you're live, thanks for joining us live. Uh, go check out our YouTube channel. Yeah, like we're actually a lot more active over there recently. Uh, if you haven't liked and subscribed to our Facebook and uh, go leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it'd be fantastic. Thanks for everybody listening. We hope you have a great week. Until next time, we'll see you later. See you. I had a weird, like the entire time, I had a static in my ears. The really? entire time. I knew that it wasn't happening on your end because you yeah. And I don't know if it's because of how my how it's plugged in. Could have just been a loose connection.